back now, I don't know how I managed to kind of do that, but I did. <laughs> I think just because I knew I had this goal of getting on stage, I was like, okay, you have to, you have to just do what you have to do. Welcome to the Ultimate Challenge Podcast, where I, your host, Anna Ashbury, speak to the people who push themselves to the absolute max. But who are these people? Why do they do it? Who inspires them to take on these challenges? The woman you heard at the start of this podcast was Tanya. Tanya is 35 years old and from the UK. She moved to Australia in 2013 through sponsored employment. Tanya found moving to the other side of the world quite challenging. From saying goodbye to family and friends to packing her life into a suitcase. Originally, Tanya was only meant to stay in Australia for one year. However, seven years later, she's still there, working for the same company. Growing up, Tanya and her two older brothers were surrounded by sports, from cricket to rugby to football. It wasn't long before Tanya was kicking a ball around as the only girl on the football team. She was also enjoying netball, track running and dance. As Tanya got older and left school, she found it harder to keep sports and competitions in her life. So once I left school and I didn't have all the, you know, school sport events and things to compete in, I didn't really do too much. I'd do the odd thing like go for a little run by myself, but it was never more than, you know, two laps of the block. Or, you know, I joined a local gym and I didn't really know what I was doing at the gym. I would just go and do whatever. And then when I got into my 20s, I had a gym membership I didn't even use for a year. I paid a whole year and didn't even do anything. And then I went traveling and like backpacking for a year. That was when I was like 26, 27, like absolutely no exercise at all. And uh, when I came back, I was a little bit, a little bit chubby, a little bit plumper. And I just, yeah, I just didn't really do anything. And then it was it was really weird because like mentally I was telling myself I was this like really sporty person, but actually in reality I hadn't actually done anything for years and sort of gradually started to put on, you know, some weight and things. But, but yeah, it was just weird how, yeah, go from being into all sports and everything to then nothing. Once Tanya had arrived in Australia, she realised that she needed and wanted to make a change. It was when I got to Australia, I realised, I started, you know, when people try and take a picture of you, like a photograph, and then you go, oh no, don't take a photo of me, because I just didn't like how I looked. And I thought, you know what, I was 29 at the time, and it was like six months before my 30th birthday, and I thought... Wouldn't it be nice just to get in the best shape I possibly can by the time I'm 30? Because then I can say I look, you know, it's such a vain thing to say, but I look amazing and I'm I'm 30. And it just kind of started off of trying to lose a couple of kilos and it kind of spiralled a little bit because then once I'd lost a few kilos, got to my 30th birthday, I was like, oh, okay, I've I've reached that goal and that milestone. Um, What's next? Tanya then found an interest in running and built up her distance over some time. She entered into some fun runs and then she had the idea to try something completely different. One day my personal trainer said, "Um, why don't you do a charity bike ride? It's um, a two-day bike ride and it's 200 kilometres and you have to raise at least like $2,000 for charity in the process. And so that was like the first big, big, like, 
physical challenge that I'd probably I'd ever really done. Tanya didn't own her own bicycle, and so did all of her training on a stationary bike in her local gym. She used the same technique she had used of running, and so again built up her distance over time. It was soon time to take on the 200km two-day bike riding challenge. And oh my god, I cried on that bike because <laughs> it was so hard because I'd done all my training on an indoor gym bike, but I hadn't actually done any training on the roads. So any slight little incline was really, really, really hard. And of course, it was middle of October, which is quite a warm month in um, Australia. And yeah, cycling all that way um, in the heat and obviously never actually done anything like that before. That was, yeah, I'd say that was a pretty big challenge. Even though Tanya found the bike ride really difficult, she completed it. And this was a huge accomplishment that had left her feeling proud and inspired to take on even more physical challenges. Once I did that, I was like, wow, if I can do that, then I can pretty much do anything. <laughs> Not to say it may be completely invincible, but it did give me the confidence to go, okay, what's, what's next? Um, I, I actually wanted to get into doing triathlons and um, I haven't actually done a triathlon but that was the thought at the time and I started to try and train myself with the running and I knew I could I would be fine on the bike but it was the swimming and even though I'd done swimming like when I was younger actually trying to swim properly as like a grown-up I found really difficult. Tanya attended a swim club session and found it quite intimidating. With other swimmers queuing behind her and losing self-confidence, she soon decided to put the triathlon on hold and try something else instead. I don't, I don't really remember what it was with the, um, the bodybuilding exactly. I think someone said made, made like a fleeting comment, oh, you could go do a bikini competition. And I was like, yeah, yeah, all right. But then after they said it, it just kind of like, that for a little while and um, I started to look at I started noticing fitness girls on like Instagram and Facebook and they were talking about how they you know pretty much only train with weights and not much cardio and I really liked their physiques and I was like okay they look you know maybe that's like something to to train and aim towards and the more I sort of explored that the more I was like you know what I'm going to find myself a coach that does um, specializes in coaching for bikini competitions and um, just see what that's like. Tanya found getting into bodybuilding quite tough at first because the training was just so different to anything she had done in the past. The training was I was finding that I was setting my alarm at like 4.20 to get up to make sure I would eat the right foods before I went to training and make sure I had a little like coffee and then I would walk it's about three and a half kilometers to where the gym was I would have my uh, training session start at 5 45 and then I would be out of there again you know just after seven and walking home and I did that like four or five times a week which was I don't looking back now I don't know how I managed to kind of do that um <laughs> but I did <laughs> Um, I think just because I knew I had this goal of getting on stage, I was like, okay, you have to, you have to just do what you have to do. Tanya had to gain a lot of knowledge surrounding nutrition in order to consistently fuel each workout. She structured her eating around her training, 
but that wasn't even what she found the most challenging. Actually, do you know what the hardest thing was? It was the learning the posing um, in high heels because it's such an alien thing to try to distort and like twist your body into like all sorts of weird positions you've never had to do before. Um, that was probably, yeah, I mean, the whole thing of it was hard, but the posing I found particularly um, challenging as part of that process. Despite these challenges, it only took Tanya six months before she decided to enter into her first competition. As if the competition wasn't daunting enough, Tanya had to take her preparations to a whole new level. The competition was actually down in Melbourne, so I had to fly there. But in, you know, in advance of the competition, you've got to get the posing heels to wear. You've got to pick out a bikini, get a bikini made, and those bikinis are, are, are not cheap. But I entered um, like the novice category, the over 30s category, and the there was another one, I can't remember what it was. And um, yeah, just going through the process of, you know, getting hair and makeup practice runs, finding um, someone who can do your tan that's like at competition level. You've got to get the jewellery. Yeah, it's like all these little things that if you don't, if you miss out all these tiny little things, it's going to show show up on stage. So even down to, you know, what colour material is going to be best against your skin and what complements your hair colour and your, your eye colour. And I even dyed my hair a darker colour so that it would stand out more against my skin. So Because I have brown hair and I thought if I have brown hair with brown skin, it's going to like blend in too much. So I was like, okay, I need black hair. After all the hard work and preparation, competition day had arrived. It was actually a bit of a nightmare, actually, because I was competing with a friend of mine and we were staying at her sister's house. So I was staying in like someone's house I'd never been before. My nutrition was very specific, so we'd have to go to the supermarket and make sure I bought all foods that I know I needed to eat the night before and the day of the competition. And then we had hair and makeup with this girl coming to her house at like, 4am and then as soon as you wake up in the morning you're like you're doing an ab check you go you know how, how lean am I looking like how do I look and sending pictures um to the to my coach to wait for the next instruction of you know do I can I eat or um should I have um more water or stop drinking water there's all these little tweaks that our coach would take us through depending on you know condition on the morning so there's all this going on and then sit down for hair and makeup and unfortunately the girl that came to do our hair and makeup she she didn't do um, either of our makeup very well at all um, and my hair was a bit of a mess but there was nothing else we could do so we turned up to the competition and I signed in and everything and luckily there was this makeup artist sat out in the back room and I said oh my goodness please can you help me and then she she took one look at my face and said honey you got to take that makeup off your face and I'm going to like redo it for you and luckily she only charged me like $20 to do it and literally I was almost in tears my category was getting ready to go on stage and I was just panicking my tan that I'd got in Sydney had managed to rub off by the time I'd got to Melbourne and so then I had to go and get like a a top tan spray done then 
just as it, you know, my face had all been um, fixed up with this new makeup, my number was called and I had to go stand in line to get ready to go out on stage. As Tanya was lining up to go out on stage, she was surrounded by her competitors, who were all just as nervous, yet supportive of one another. They all lined up at the back of the stage, waiting for their numbers to be called. You're just literally standing in a line on the back, waiting for your number to get called. And when your number gets called, you you come out, you do your routine, and then you go off again. And then you just have to wait until all the girls have done their posing. And then they, they call like their top 10 to the front. So I, I was in the top 10, I got called out and I was like over the moon ecstatic because if you're in the first call outs, it means that, you know, you're one of the first to catch their eye. So then they get you to go through your, your quarter turns. So you do a pose at the front, um, to the right, to the back and around to the right again. And they just keep holding you there, getting you to pose and they'll just keep telling you to to do quarter turns until they've made sure that they've they've seen everyone. And if they can't decide between um, a couple of the girls, they'll just keep holding you there. And actually, it's so hard, like holding the poses, because you've got to squeeze all your muscles, you've got to squeeze everything, you've got to hold your shape, you've got to smile, and try not to sweat, because what happens is if you're sweating and you've got this top coat of tan on, it starts to run. And I caught a glimpse of my chest and I was like, oh my goodness, I've got all this sweat running down my chest. And then you start to lose your smile a little bit because you're getting tired. And then, But then you can hear in the crowd, like your coach, or if I had some friends that went down to watch, shouting my name, shouting my number. And then they, were just, they kept shouting, keep smiling, keep smiling. Because Tanya had entered into multiple categories, she had to go out on stage and do it all again two more times. It all felt like it flew by though, and before she knew it, Tanya was back on stage awaiting the results. Basically, you're standing there waiting for like your number, and then you're like, okay, they've just announced like who who came fifth, and it's not you. Then they say who came fourth, and it's not your number, and then they announce like who came third, and it's not your number, and you're like, oh my goodness, am am I am I going to be next? Am I going to be first? Am I just not in in this at all? Am I going to go off stage with like nothing? And then, yeah, the third place. And then you're kind of just like, just keep smiling. Second place. And then my number got called. And I was like, oh, my God. I was so happy. I was like bursting with like smiling. It was literally like I'd won first place, but I didn't. I won <laughs> second. And I stood there and I'm so made up. And then obviously the... The first place got called and but people said to me um afterwards that I was more ecstatic and more happy with my second place than the girl reacted for her first place because I just wasn't I just wasn't expecting um second and then for the other two categories same process again uh, but for those two I came um third so I got um one silver and two bronze for my first competition even though Tanya did so well in her first bodybuilding competition, it wasn't all about the placing. She enjoyed the processes and the journey she had taken to embark on this new challenge. Tanya changed her lifestyle and habits in order to commit to her goal. She no longer went out drinking, she had cut out junk food and instead she was getting up at 4.30am each day and did whatever she had to do to achieve her goal of a physique that she was happy with and proud of. Although she had to sacrifice a lot to achieve her dream, Tanya felt like she had changed, and for the better. 
after the competition, whilst I didn't have like this another big goal immediately that I knew I wanted to hit, I was actually someone who was like a lot more disciplined in in all aspects of my life really because when you have all this structure and discipline it it goes everywhere. Despite feeling more disciplined, Tanya found it more difficult to stick to her goal of entering another competition. That particular competition was in 2015 and after that I actually I wanted to do one like within six months and kind of it wasn't really um, realistic um, the position I was in to do it at that time so I was like okay I'll do it I'll do one in 2016 and then 2016 rolled around and I didn't do one and I was like I'll do one in 2017 and <laughs> 2017 rolled around and I didn't do one and I was like damn when are you actually gonna you keep saying you want to do this but when are you actually gonna do one why like what's stopping you so I decided that 2018 I was going to do one so I did another one in 2018 and it was a completely different federation it was a completely different um, preparation uh, still with the same coach actually and yeah it was just a whole different experience. Tanya felt that she wasn't as lean this time around she found it more difficult to diet as over the years between each competition Tanya found her diet a challenge and gained some unwanted weight. She struggled to find the balance of being social, hitting the gym and hitting her goals without having to sacrifice as much as she did before her first competition. The second competition soon came around. I had a meltdown like the, <laughs> the morning that I got there. Um, I was so overwhelmed with the amount of um, competitors backstage in quite a small space. I just I had nowhere to put my stuff. I was just sort of like hanging out in this corridor with hundreds, literally hundreds of girls out the back and I just felt completely out of my comfort zone. I saw my coach and she said, Tanya, how are you feeling? And I just looked at her, burst into tears and cried and then I, <laughs> I sat down on this stairwell and then, it, I was, you know, when you cry so much you can't really like breathe properly. I was, I was doing that and she was going, it's okay, just take 10 deep breaths and you know, go and go and sit in the bathroom and meditate if you need to. Tanya was overwhelmed by the size of the venue and the stage. She headed to the lineup and waited for her number to be called out. She was more nervous than ever before. It's really dark and you can hear like the music and you can hear everyone going out on stage and as I'm getting like closer and closer and closer towards when it's my time to step on stage, I just kept telling myself just leave, just go, um, you don't have to do this, no one will know, they'll just not call your number when they see you're not at the side of the stage. And then each person that kind of disappeared off like in front of me, I was telling myself, just leave, just leave. And then it got to the girl in front of me and she stepped on stage and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, what am I doing? And then the next thing I knew, I heard my number and my name and I was on stage and I'm on the stage just having all these thoughts running through my mind going what are you doing like just okay just remember you're posing what is your posing just just do it and walk to the front of the stage and it was like there was I couldn't hear anything it was like I was deaf and then suddenly like it just kicked in I heard my coach shouting my name and then it was like the volume got turned up and I was there, like centre of the stage. And I was, yeah, I was just like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm here again doing this and just keep smiling. 
Despite shaking with fear during the whole routine, Tanya got into the top 10 call-out. But sadly, Tanya received no placing in this competition. The feeling I had of like achievement was huge because it was a goal I'd been kind of setting myself and I'd kept putting off for a couple of years um, and I've finally done it. Tanya had thought about competing again in another bodybuilding competition. Over the last year, she had actually found a coach to help her with strength training. She started to focus on body strength rather than just aesthetics. Tanya also wanted to enjoy eating nice food without having to worry about nutrition and her leanness. Her coach suggested that Tanya's next challenge could be a powerlifting competition. It was a big, new and scary goal, but Tanya enjoyed working towards the set goal of being able to lift numbers. She found it easier to track her progress and liked the idea of being judged not on her looks, but the fact that she was physically able to lift a bar off the ground. But it wasn't all easy. I did, you know what, I really struggled mentally with it in terms of, I was telling myself, because I'm, I'm not the strongest, I'm not, I wouldn't even say I'm, I'm, I'm a power lifter, I've, I've done this powerlifting competition and powerlifting style training, but there's girls there lifting, you know, 30, 40 kilos more than me, um, but I just had to keep telling myself, well, as long as you get your own personal best, then that's all that matters. Um, you know, you're not going to be a powerlifter competing for your country or in the Olympic Games or anything, but you can just work on beating your own numbers and, you know, the, the cliche, you're your own, your own competition because cause you are. After Tanya completed her first powerlifting competition, it wasn't long before she started thinking about applying to the next. I decided that I didn't want to take a big long break between goals because one thing I learned from taking like three year break with the, the bikini comp is that if I'd have just kept at it like every year then I would have been so much further along in that than, than I was. So I thought, you know what? Get yourself into another powerlifting competition before the year's finished. So last year I did the first powerlifting competition in June and then I did a second one in December. After the first competition, although Tanya had the next goal ready to go and lined up, she still faced other obstacles, such as a busy work schedule, injuring her back and lacking the motivation to turn up to her training sessions. I put on a couple of kilos as well, and um, with powerlifting you enter yourself into weight classes and then they, uh, you compete against people within that weight class. And I was a few kilos above that weight class and I was like, that's okay, I'll just, you know, do a slow um, diet so that I can drop a few kilos but I just couldn't I just couldn't diet I just couldn't um, drop the weight um, I was hung I was constantly hungry and I didn't like the feeling of being hungry I was training really hard and I just thought I just I just want to train and eat <laughs> I don't I don't want to be hungry and I don't want to be missing any of my lifts so um, my coach said you know what you don't need to enter this and compete in that weight class I would rather you just go into that competition um, don't care what you weigh um, just do your best and hit higher numbers than you did in your last competition which is what I did so I was pleased that we smashed my own uh, previous PBs um, and I just gave it gave it my all. Tanya doesn't have any more physical goals coming up in the future but she is now studying to become a personal trainer 
Her next goal is to complete her studying within the next few months. Having gone through this kind of fitness journey since coming to Australia um, six years ago, I can really, like, I just want to help other people on their journeys. Um, and it's just something that I've become really passionate about and I really care about. And, you know, I haven't studied in over 15 years um, and I've found just getting my head getting my head around how to study and retain information to be quite hard. Um, but I'm, I'm getting there. So I thought, you know what, don't put too many stresses on yourself. Train, still go to the gym, have your... Um, you know, your, your, your four weeks, so every, every four weeks I get a new training program from my coach and, you know, there's always progression within those programs, but I thought I'm not going to put myself on a stage, whether it's bikini or powerlifting, until I've completed this study because that's, yeah, that's the big one for me at the moment. Tanya doesn't yet know where her personal trainer studying will take her. She is excited to embark on a new journey, taking on the responsibility of motivating and training clients. Tanya doesn't think she'd be where she is today without investing in personal training sessions and investing time learning new habits and learning nutritional information. She told me that she would be interested in competing in more bikini and powerlifting events in the future, as she enjoys the culture that comes with it and has made a lot of new friends. I asked Tanya about the flip side of this positive culture. Were there any negatives? No, I just think um, when what I did notice when I was doing the bikini competitions, you you don't you have a very warped view of how you look, and when you start like obsessing too much about how you look, and there was heaps of photos that I took at the time, and I, I was telling myself, oh, don't let anyone see this picture, or you know don't post that or anything and now I look at them like a year later and I'm like oh my goodness you weren't thinking straight when you were looking at pictures um so it's, a, it's an interesting um so I'd say that's probably the only negative thing is just but I think if you just you are able to catch yourself and not get too hooked into it um which you know I was able to I was like okay you're, you're obviously not thinking straight right now so that's the only negative Thing. Tanya has overcome many challenges, from moving abroad to cycling 200 kilometers in two days, to competing in bikini and powerlifting competitions, and to now be training as a personal trainer on top of a full-time job. I wanted to know what Tanya considered to be the biggest highlight of all of her challenges. I don't think it's one particular moment. I, I think it's the highlight has been the person I've become through this process. Um, I never used to get up at 5 a.m. Um, I would always kind of wimp out at the slightest inconvenience or, you know, if I, had a, if I had a really stressful day at work, I would come home and have a whole bottle of wine and order a takeaway. And obviously that's where all my, my weight gain um, started off with, you know, whereas now I've had a hard day and I go, all right, well, fine, you've had a hard day, get on with, like, tomorrow, like, you'll be fine. Just being able to cope more easily with things and by having, like, some days are easy, some days are hard, but if you stick to your habits and be disciplined in things, then it becomes easier. 
It's quite apparent that Tanya's fitness and lifestyle since moving to Australia has had an impact on her as a person as well as her day-to-day life. I also asked Tanya whether she feels she would have had the same journey if she didn't move out of the UK. I, I often think about this myself. I think, what would I be doing if I was still in the UK? And um, honestly, I think I'd be living a very different life. I think when you when you start to do things that are kind of wildly different to you, what you're used to and what your friends are used to, um, it's very easy for your friends to kind of keep you in your comfort zone, not because they're being mean or anything, but it's just, you're like, oh, you know, come come clubbing with us or there's this festival that's on and it's there's a it's, there's a lot more things to kind of tempt you away from what your goals are whereas here I, I didn't have all my friends and family um like my, my usual crowd of people so in a way it was it was a bit easier because I didn't have all those the same temptations to, to kind of lead me astray um, and then also Australia is and Sydney is it's a very outdoor, active lifestyle. Um, I love just going for walks now. Walk around Bay or go do the coast walk, and I just never, I never really went for walks back home. Yeah, it's just too cold most of the time or wet. Um, whereas here is even winter, you just you know it's still twenty degrees, and <laughs> so yeah, I don't think I would have had the same lifestyle in the UK. That's for sure. Tanya's advice for achieving a goal is to set mini goals that work towards big one and to not do too much in one go. Confidence comes with reaching achievable goals as well as taking one day at a time. Keeping on track is key. There may be sacrifices, but they don't have to be forever. Tanya feels she's constantly inspired by things she sees every day, such as Paralympians, friends who commit to their studies, books, podcasts, and also social media. Yeah, social media is a really good place to explore and find people that align with where you're at. Um, it's, it's pretty cool with, you know, the, the algorithms. If you start looking at, you know, dogs, you're going to start seeing all dogs' pages. And if you start looking at cooking things, you're going to see all these cooking things. And if you start clicking on videos to do with, you know, motivation, inspiration, then it starts to give you all of that. Um, so, yeah, I really like social media for them. Tanya feels she's been a bit of a late bloomer when it comes to self-development. She's very happy with where she is now and wants to encourage others to achieve their dreams too. Believe in yourself. Believe that um, you can do it. Don't take life too seriously. This is this is a big one for me to don't overthink it because I'm a massive overthinker. But try not to overthink. Just do it and just know that whatever goal you set for yourself, you can do it. It. it might take you a week, it might take you a year, it might take you 10 years, but if you want it enough, there's nothing stopping you getting there and doing it. Tanya wants to encourage people to try new things, make changes in order to grow and develop, and to take steps in order to achieve your personal goals. Thank you for listening to episode two of this podcast. Please like, share, and subscribe, and I will see you on the next one.